0: Hello everyone, welcome to Danny Chats, Um, this is the second episode, Uh, thanks to everyone who watched the first episode and all the nice comments that we had. Um, Today I'm joined by Heather, Uh, she's from Scotland, Um, we talked for a little while or a short little chat about her story and it's uh, really interesting so it'd be nice to share it with everyone. Hi Heather. Hi Danny, how are you? Very good, how are you? Yeah I'm
1: fine thank
0: you. Good good, is it all right up in Scotland at the moment?
1: Yeah, nice and sunny for a change. <laughs> it's good.
0: Okay, so yeah, like I say, we, we had a short chat about your story. So um, your diagnosis came out of the blue, is that right?
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, it was December 1991. Well, it began in January 1991. Felt really not unwell, sleeping all the time. My stomach was really bloated, my legs were swollen. Just didn't know what was wrong. Backed forward to the doctors, lots of tests. Couldn't find what was wrong with me. I was anemic, um, so I p- was put on iron tablets, which made me feel really ill. Yeah. Um, I was working two jobs at the time. I had just got a full time job plus my student hours after leaving school. Really? So decided to, to give it a rest for a week and go on
0: the sick. It so was you. It was you. Teenage years or just after teenage. So
1: I would be just. 20?
0: Yes, you very young still.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. So, I already just thought I was doing too much and because of the anemia, that was what was wrong with me. Yeah. Um, so, that week I decided that I was going to, to be off sick. Um, I was at the doctors the day before, my stomach was really swollen. I can actually remember getting out of the car and holding on to my mum's arm um, and walking up to the doctors at that point.
0: Yeah, so that the swollen week, stomach. I had the swollen stomach, uh, water retention.
1: Yeah, so that was maybe about the Tuesday that week. Um, we were talking 30 years now and it, it, I don't remember it as clearly as what I would have before. No. But reading your own blog, it brought a lot back to me.
0: Yeah,
1: like, yeah. How you were feeling at the time. So more blood tests um, and I think it was a Thursday morning, Wednesday or Thursday morning. And um, the doctor came to my, my door, like I stayed with my, with my mum at the time. And he said that we would have to take me to hospital because I was seriously ill. Mum wanted to know why, of course. Even myself at that point, I was being sick. I had diarrhoea. Um, my head was all like fuzzy, and I was like really lightheaded. Yeah. It was a, just a horrible feeling. Um, but you, you got to the stage that that was like six months, and feeling like that, and you thought this was the way I was just going to feel forever. So. Yeah.
0: I I totally understand that. I've had that where you you don't even realise that you're becoming ill, sort of thing. It's so gradual and you become so used to it. Um, Yeah,
1: so I just thought this was the way it was going to be. So um, when the doctor arrived at the door, it was a a bit of a a shock, but I phoned an ambulance, uh, told me that I would have to go to a local hospital in Kirlouk, which is a small village, maybe about 20 minutes away from where I actually stayed. Um, the ambulance drivers came with a, a chair and I was so determined I wasn't getting in that chair. Nice, nice. I walked out into the ambulance um, and ended up in uh, the law hospital in Curlouk. Even then, they we still weren't quite sure what it was wrong. Oh, they, that... they knew there was something wrong, like it was to do with like, bile and the liver, but not, they didn't understand what it was. So I was being asked all those, these questions like um, When was that the last time I was abroad, um, had I cut myself recently. Yeah. Um, All these, I had um, like scans and ultrasounds and things like that. So eventually this wonderful consultant, Dr. Crofton, he came to my bedside um, and he said, I think we'll have to put you on some medication. And I was like, yeah, that's
0: fine. But at that point I was like away with the fairies. Yeah, probably quite on, on morphine and everything I was at that time.
1: Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, that's okay. He says, we're talking to a, a hospital in London um, just to see if they've got any ideas as to what could help you. So um, they gave me a blood transfusion and also some fresh frozen plasma. Yeah. Um, my blood count was like three or something like that, something like really drastic. Um, so that was the Thursday. And then by Saturday morning, He came back to me and he said, "Um, Heather, I think we need to take you to London for a liver transplant. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, So obviously my mum and my sister and all my friends and all that, they were eventually told, were really upset. And it it didn't seem to register with me how serious it was.
0: No, I bet that's something straight out of the blue. It's something you've never ever thought about or, um, because as you probably know, I had my liver transplant recently But um, when I was diagnosed, they wanted to give me one then, um, like yourself. But I, uh, being young and, I don't know, a bit sort of strong-headed, I was like, no, I'll just try the medication for as long as I can. And it it, it worked for a long time. So, yeah, I can imagine that was a huge shock for the whole family.
1: Yeah, yeah. And ironically, I had yellow pyjamas on and a yellow housecoat. Really? Completely yellow. Yeah. (laughs) Even the whites in my eyes were yellow by that point. Yeah. Um, so I was flown down to I think it was a hospital, um, the
0: airport um, in Essex. Okay. So, yeah. Other than uh, did that'll be um, Chelmsford. You would have gone to. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it was like this wee two seater plane. I had a doctor and a nurse with me. Really?
0: Wow. My
1: mum and me in my pajamas, yeah. and my yellow pyjamas and yellow housecoat. Um, and the, the pilot. So I was like, I was lying down, obviously, um, but my mum was telling me afterwards, like, it was just this tiny wee plane and the pilot was like, basically going like this on the, the window to try and see through, which is making her really nervous. Yeah, I bet. So we landed, which I think must have been Stan's dead, and um, the doctor and the nurse, there was an ambulance waiting for me there. Um, and they said uh, we're going to blue light, and I was like, "No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're not blue lighting." So eventually, we got to King's um, College, um, th- uh, and it was a Saturday night. By that point, it was um,
0: crazy because we went through A and E on a Saturday night in London. Did uh, you? When we went there through that night A and E, there was a riot the, the night that we went through. And so like, King's is a can be a rough hospital as well. So. Must have been shocking for you and the family. Well, maybe not so much you, because I don't remember it. Um, but my mum does. She was quite worried at the time.
1: Yeah, well, all I remember is lying down on the like, the trolley and seeing all the lights, the struck lights on the ceiling and hearing all that noise and my mum running behind me sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I get taken straight into um, ICU and uh, plugged up to all these machines um, at one point, they, they were still asking me questions at that point, uh, like my history and like where I had been, um, no, any cuts or any like anything that could maybe like have infected me.
0: Yeah. Like
1: hepatitis or whatever I think they were going down the road of. So, um, I mean, all the doctors will probably change now from when I was there. Um, but the I can't even remember the, the doctor's name. He was... Um, really high up. I Um, I think I had a doctor
0: called Dr. Hyde, I'm pretty sure.
1: No, it wasn't that. Um, But Dr. Heaton was there at the time. I'm not sure if he's still there. Dr. Ramage. But there was a professor as well. And I remember him coming in um, and saying, this is just ridiculous. You know, this girl needs a liver transplant. Just do it. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, he's in charge then. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So...
1: uh, that was the Saturday night. Um, I get told I was put on the national transplant register.
0: Yeah, you would have been. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and by the Tuesday morning, uh, first thing in the morning, um, so my mum and my Celia sat with me, and also my sister. And like the night before, my uncle, my aunt, and my little sister, wow. um, came down in the car. Um, and Saturday night, and they were in this room at the end of Todd Ward.
0: Yeah, with, I've probably been in
1: there. Two single beds in it, and they were all squeezed in there, yeah. um, which is amazing. Uh, and I just remember them being there all night, the night before, talking to me, reassuring me, um, that, like, saying everything was going to be okay. Um, yes. And then in the morning, I had really long hair at the time so I wanted my sister to plait my hair before the the theatre cap goes on (laughs) and stuff Um, the most bizarre things now like in your head Um, and I got like probably a pre-med so like a couple of tablets by that point um, I was feeling a bit woozy and then I just remember getting wheeled out of ICU and that was the last thing I remembered um, until
0: I woke up about right, three days later. Yeah, it's lovely that you had your family there. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it does really, really help, doesn't it? Um, I was yeah. fortunate enough to have all my family come and go yeah. at different times and things like that. So, because yeah. like you said, quite a lot of the time you're not really with it anyway. So, yeah, it's nice yeah. to around. And then yeah. I take it the um, the transplant obviously went all well. Um, no It does, that. yeah.
1: Um, I, like, I could see what I thought wasn't my arm because obviously I was all swollen, all bruised yeah. I no tubes coming out everywhere um, and I, I heard her voice and then I could hear her saying she's opened her eyes and, and I could feel uh, in my, um, so that was I was on like, a ventilator or whatever um, so the nurses like, came running over and Sort of out Let me set up a wee bit and stuff. So, as in, yeah. and I'm sure you you know yourself like how painful it was when you first wake up. Yeah, um, yeah
0: definitely. even for a, a good few weeks afterwards. It's yeah. Weeks. well to be fair, I'm eight months past now, and uh, if I do anything, still it strains just slightly where the scar is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether you still have any issues or. Yeah. yeah still...
1: Not not so much now, but I've got a Mercedes Benz scar, so probably. Ah, uh, yeah. Bigger than what you have, yeah. um, and the sometimes I, I used to get like really funny feelings in it, and they explained it was like the nerves trying to like join together again, yeah, but keep missing each other, so it's like a, an itchy sort of feeling.
0: Yeah, I get that. And someone else explained to me uh, it could be also where some of the muscles have sort of joined together that weren't, you know, weren't meant to be together, where it all got cut and sort of so it just uh, feels slightly tighter and. But yeah I, I feel amazing eight months down the line, it's incredible and I take it you then obviously didn't, because with me they said I don't have Wilson's disease now because of the new liver so you didn't yeah. have any Wilson's disease uh, medication you just went on straight on to um, immunosuppressants. Yeah
1: I did, uh-huh. um, I went on to prograph.
0: Prograf, yep.
1: so I was one of the trial patients for it.
0: Oh really? Uh, Is it,
1: uh, so-
0: that then do they, they tell you that this is a trial drug do you want to try it or not or is that yeah,
1: yeah if you want to do it so my choice was um, that or the older one which slips my mind the name of the older one oh can't remember it now but that was the only two options then um, yeah. and another the one i think you can take in liquid form but apparently like the, the, the tablets are like horse tablets are like huge
0: active yeah
1: yeah, and um, I says, oh yeah, I'll try, I'll try the, the new drug and um, they actually asked me if I wanted to try a new anaesthetic as well. It was supposed to be um, for heart surgery, but it was to stop blood loss. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's fine, I'll, I'll sign that. And my mum's looking at me, she's like going, are you sure you know what you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, i
0: will be okay. I was very much like that at King's. I didn't get to uh, try any of the new drugs but because um, Wilson's is so rare they have the eye testing clinic there yeah. and uh, quite often I'd be asked to just go down there for half a day where all the students could come in or if yeah. you had an examination they'd be like can the students come in so you'd yeah. get felt by sort of 12-15 people but yeah, yeah I was very much the same and with blood tests if they got someone new on just like yeah go and have a go. Yeah I was the same.
1: Um... Yeah, I got the,
0: the test done in my eyes as well. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's one of the main diagnostic uh, features or things. I think. Yeah. So then you had that, uh, and now how many roughly years are you down the line? I will be, I'm 29 years down the line in June. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Because that was yeah. one of my, they didn't really, well, they obviously can't, but they don't give you a, a shelf life on how long your liver is going to last. So that was the top of my thoughts was you know is it just going to be 10 years but I've spoke to so many people like yourself that have gone to, you know 30 40 40 years and they're still going strong so it's, it's really encouraging yeah uh-huh. that's one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on here as well because I'm sure other people will be feeling the same as me and it's nice just to see someone else that's gone through it looking really yeah. healthy and uh-huh. um, yeah have you got a family and things now? Um, I don't have a family no um,
1: but I, I, it wasn't as if I didn't plan it, but um just other reasons, uh like yeah. other of reasons. I just I, I tried very hard. We went through a lot of treatment. We went abroad even to try, um and it just didn't work for us. But no. um still coming to terms with that, but I mean I've just turned fifty
0: now, so I need to start getting on with it and uh, I'm really sorry to bring it up. I didn't I didn't know. Um and just one more question is that because of the transplant did they say because obviously nope. i've not had that sort of discussion with my mom yeah
1: no no and um, that was one of the first questions that i asked when i found out it was can i th- could i still have children because yeah. it was one of the things that i wanted in my life and they said of course you can it will not affect you in any way yeah um but unknown to me that there was other reasons that yeah. i just couldn't so Um, it wouldn't affect anybody watching this that wants a family, it will not affect you. Um, They'll just keep a a really close eye on you, particularly a female being pregnant, um, but no, it shouldn't affect you.
0: Lovely. Well, uh, it's been really, really nice to speak to you. Thank you very much for taking, you know, taking a bit of your time of the day to have a little Mm -hmm. chat. And it's like I said, it's really encouraging for me just to see and speak with somebody that's doing so well.
1: Yeah that was one of my questions as well was like well how long will this last yeah.
0: um,
1: and I was told that the 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 longest surviving transplant patient was 13 years at that point when um, I was in it. so wow. yeah.
0: Wow that must have been sort of yeah I couldn't imagine and when you get into that 13 years you're thinking is yeah.
1: it gonna be it yeah. but I say,
0: I've, I've spoken to tons of people now that have been going 30, 40 years, so it's
1: really... Yeah. It's just it's so like amazing what they can do um, I mean I was in the hospital for months and months
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm sure you went you were in and out in like two weeks or something.
0: Uh, what for my transplant? Yeah. yeah, when I was diagnosed with Wilson's I was probably about a year, maybe just over a year in and out, in and out, um, just trying, obviously when I first got taken in and then when I was trying out all the medication yeah, uh, it took a little while to get that balance, so we'd be home for a couple of days. I'd be ill, and because it was a worrying time, if I was sick, my mum was like, Right, straight back to hospital. <laughs> so, there were probably times that we could have just stayed at home, they could have just changed the meds. But you know what it's like, it's obviously per- ter- terrifying for parents as well. Yeah, yeah, it was that in and out time, but yeah, thank God Kings was there, I think.
1: Oh, they are an absolutely amazing team. Um, Do you go I'm down still- there once a year? I used to have to go down once a year. Um, up until I had a really bad bout of bronchitis one year, and um, my consultant, Dr. Crofton, said, Look, you're not well enough to travel, yeah. so we'll just like take your blood here um, and we'll see. Like, we'll explain to Kings that you now you can't come down. We we're very reluctant to let me go, and I loved going down just to see, like,
0: yeah, I like my little
1: trips. Stuff. So, um, and it's probably so different from when I was there now, even on the ward, um, but. The uh, doctor from Edinburgh, um, Royal Infirmary, comes now to one of the local hospitals um, and I see him every 12 months, so I just get blood done um, and he monitors like my, like the prograph, the amount of prograph that's in my blood, so I'm only on two
0: milligrams now. Are you really? I'm on uh, nine at the moment. That's good, that is fantastic, for eight months. Yeah. It was that uh, I haven't had any side effects from the program, but the uh, steroids when I first came out of hospital, uh, you know, night terrors and
1: yeah.
0: uh, I, I still get quite itchy at times. I don't know whether you ever get that.
1: I did um, when I was still in hospital. Um, I had a few issues with my bile duct, yeah. so I had a dent put in. Yeah, um, it kept closing up. Like just where the the suturing and like the attachment was, it kept narrowing. So um, I didn't get out of King's, I didn't come home. So I was there in June, and didn't come home until like, September
0: really? um,
1: because I kept getting recurring infections. I'd go to Halfway House, if Halfway House is still there. Uh, I don't know. No, so it was um, a building across from King's where they had so many flats. Okay. And people who lived far away from the hospital could go there with their families just like to get out of the hospital. So where it was like I- a halfway house used Yeah. To-
0: I stayed in one of those when I had to go up for the, the pre because for me I had to go and do a load of tests before I could even have the um, transplant so you have to go up and do a fitness test and everything uh, um, and I stayed in some but they were just down the road slightly. Um, yeah it may have changed now, yeah. um, so every time I went there I ended up having an infection and I was back
1: over and Todd's Ward so they decided at one point right we're just going to send you straight home yeah. and see what happens so they did. And I got an infection and ended up back in the hospital <laughs> and on lots of antibiotics which cleared it up it was fine um, but I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad omen for me so they said no we're not sending you They were just going to send you straight home.
0: Straight home yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah I was down quite frequently after it um, because they couldn't find the main blood vessel in my, uh, in my liver and yeah. like the main blood artery but all the doctors said that like, you'd be severely ill if it wasn't working properly Sometime yeah. I was I had an ultrasound, they couldn't find it. And then it wasn't until maybe about 15 years later, 12, 15 years later, they actually found it
0: yeah.
1: in, in a scan in King's. So <laughs> I
0: just was like, whoa! <laughs> I have <mean>, they're excited.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, I just feel very, very um, lucky to be here. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Right, thank you very much, Heather. It's been lovely to speak to you. You too. Uh, We'll stay in touch anyway. Yes. Okay. Um, thanks everyone for watching. Tune in to another episode next week, hopefully. Uh, bye bye, Heather. Bye, Danny. Bye.